0: Um, It would be interesting to see if it would have even still gotten to that point given that you know Batman Bruce Wayne Batman is you know one for you know not killing people and being a couple steps ahead I think that's that's one of the reasons. I like the difference in the two Batman is uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes, he lost his parents. He watched his parents, you know get shot right in front of him but dealing with that grief from a child's perspective vice thomas wayne and you know his wife who turns into the joker from a parent's perspective you know obviously he you know he was he was a grown man with a family so he's got a lot of life experience he's seen done a lot of things he used to be a surgeon or a doctor um so he's seen you know a lot of good a lot of bad throughout his life so for him it hit differently that tragedy
1: hey guys it's john and welcome back to blood sweat and popcorn comic juggernaut dc They make really horrible live-action movies, but when it comes to animation, they just kick ass. Today we talk about Flashpoint Paradox, and like Assault on Arkham and The Killing Joke, this shows that DC has a lot of great stories left to tell. My buddy Drew jumps back on the mic with me. He's so passionate about this movie. It was a great, great chat having him on. We talk Flashpoint Paradox and the overall status of DC films and we also talk about uh, the newly announced Snyder cut um, of Justice League and the upcoming Flashpoint movie they also announced. So, like I said, great chat. Again, please follow us at BSP Film Podcast and please 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 go leave us a rating. It'll help this show reach new folks. All right, spoilers ahead. So, grab your popcorn and your speed force suit and let's fall into flashpoint paradox surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me surely they caught a shark not the shark gentlemen you can't fight in here this is the war room Wake up. we're tonight's entertainment get some serious gourmet Shoot! How funny how i mean funny like i'm a clown you're
0: gonna do something or just stand there and bleed that's that for a slice of fried gold here's johnny
1: back to blood, sweat, and popcorn. It's been a little bit. I um, have my friend Drew here. We've come full circle. You mm-hmm. we were my first guest. Yeah. And now uh, here we are again.
0: Yeah. After your hiatus. Yeah, my
1: hiatus. It, uh, it was needed. It was much, much, much needed. Um, so we were just talking before we started about, uh, you know, dealing with the COVID, you know, lifestyle and uh, home, working from home, teleworking. It's been a uh, do you feel that you've uh, been more productive at home or?
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, way more productive. Yeah, not just with work, but also with, you know, just general home stuff because, you know, you get back home at like 536 and it's like, okay, let's make dinner, you know, do stuff with the kid, get him ready for bed. And before you know it, you're like, oh, I still want to, you know, do laundry. I wanted, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it's like, you know, I can hop on the computer, do what I need to do. And if there's a lull. You know, I'm not just sitting there surfing the internet or anything. It's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll go cut the lawn, or right. I'll go do this, or some home project, right. and then come back and hell, even into the evening. I mean, it could be like seven thirty at night, and I'll be like, you know what, my work computer's here. Let me just log on and see what's up. So, sure. if anything, been a little bit more productive and way more comfortable.
1: I'm sure we could have a whole episode on <laughs> on the merits of keeping the teleworking a, a lively thing. Once Absolutely. the pandemic moves past us, but uh, but that's not why we're here today. We're here today to talk about a movie you recommended to me, which I had only heard about but never watched, uh, and that's uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I'm not the biggest scholar on the Flash compared to the rest of the DC characters. Um, I know Barry Allen was the Flash in this one, but there's been different. Yes. Per- personalities mm-hmm. that in the Flash. Yeah. Um, so I'm, gl- I'm grateful that in this one it was Barry Allen. It was someone I'm like, oh, I know that name. And it was a it was a, a a short run of comics in 2011. Called just called Flashpoint, but now we have Flashpoint Paradox. And you know what? This was a really interesting story because it begs the question, "What if?" A mm-hmm. lot.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And uh, as far as DC animation goes, like relative to the DC live action fare we've been given <laughs> the last couple of years, this one really surprised me on how good it was.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, so yeah, so what what, what were you uh, when you were like watching this movie for the first time? Do you remember what that was like? What that was, you know? In- yeah.
0: Um, so first off, I'm I love. Animated stuff, I'm a huge, you know, I love anime, I love American cartoons. I mean, that's, you know, passion from my childhood, waking up Saturday morning, going downstairs, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and cereal. Um, So it's something that I've just never, I've never gotten away from. I love it. So uh, over the years, I've noticed that, you know, the Marvel and uh, DC have been putting out um, animated stuff. And uh, I started, I mean, back with when they were, like, redoing the Superman stuff, uh, Justice League ones. Um, and I started watching them and I was like, wow, these are actually pretty good. Like the storylines are pretty good. Um, granted, I mean, you know, as well as I do, you know, with comics, they have so many different arcs that they go in so many different times that, uh, different characters, you know, do one thing and then the next one they don't. Um, but, uh, I would say that, uh, DC generally has done a pretty good job of trying to keep it on track. Um, and, uh, yeah, this one I remember watching it. Now, first thing I was like, "Wow, this is this is pretty dark," um, yeah. which, which is which is something that uh, like the, the Marvel ones uh, don't necessarily get that dark. The DC ones, though, I mean, you know, people die, and it's not just you know where it's like uh, you see the silhouette of it happening. It's like no, you actually see this happen, and like you said, the 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 what if. On this one, um, I think was uh, was absolutely great. You know, it got that whole butterfly effect thing of you change, you know, one little thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does that impact years down the road? And this movie definitely hit that. And I think knocked it out of the park because, uh, and I will probably get into this later, but I love how they portray Aquaman in this. Because normally Aquaman is like, oh, it's Aquaman. He talks to fish. And in this one, it's like, no, he's he fucks people up. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's going for world domination here. <laughs> and
1: it, this is the first um speaking of the butterfly effect. it, it is like it's a ripple cuz we cuz the whole like the impetus of this whole sh- story was barely Barry Allen had gone back in time to stop his mother from from dying. And it was interesting like I never seen this kind of template used for a story before where the mm-hmm. time where, where the, the ripple expanded not just forward in time but backwards in time mm-hmm. which is why you know we have the the arc with Thomas Wayne and Martha mm-hmm. Wayne and their destiny shifts and as Bruce Wayne's the one who's killed and Thomas Wayne picks up the mantle of Batman mm-hmm. Martha becomes a Joker which I never really read the comics this comic series I don't know how deep they went into this whole bit um, aside from some offshoot side stories they p- published later but Martha turns into the Joker, and that would have been an interesting thing to look at because mm-hmm. you had that you, you had that one shot in the middle of the movie, and we'll get to this part where the Joker cards are on the wall yep. in the back gate, and I thought that was really nice. I was like, oh, I want more of that. That's you're mm-hmm. quit, quit teasing me. Yep. I want to see more. Um, so, but to, to your point about you know DC Marvels being you know the darkness versus you know just alluding to the violence. Mm-hmm. I think it also stems from, there's this there's this divide between Marvel and DC. And i heard this a few times from different people. Maybe you can agree or disagree here. But it was, it's DC has better stories, but Marvel has better characters. And the reason that was said was because DC's, many DC's characters are like, they're all super or meta humans. Mm-hmm. Aside from like Batman. Yeah. Who just, he's also a billionaire. So I really can't relate to him that much either. <laughs> yeah. But, like, everyone else, like, in Marvel, you have mutants who were just, you know, they're kind of born that way, kind of metahumans. Yeah. right. But most people are kind of like, oh, I got into an accident, and now mm-hmm. I'm yep. gifted su- supremely. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, it's like, it seems that DC, at least in the animation perspective, have, have a great idea what they're doing with, in terms of writing stories and making films, um, animation. Yeah, animated films. Films that that that... That transcend uh, um, a simple narrative we've seen a million times, and there's high risks. There's 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 stakes at there that aren't mm-hmm. uh, that aren't just you know oh the one bad guy, but it's not just the one bad guy. It's this main character who I, who I love is now turning on a dime. His character arc is shifting. Mm-hmm. And now I have to like see how that plays out because now we have like in this film in particular, you know when flash wakes up and now he's no longer in his normal universe cyborg is now the main hero Mm -hmm. and uh superman kind of find out is this like imprisoned like prison like lab rat yeah yep he's never seen the sunlight he is he's shriveled he's like a little shrimp relative to his beefy macho Mm -hmm. build and all these things are different it's all it's all it's all changed so much
0: Mm -hmm. and um I mean, hell, you even got like, you know, Lex Luthor and Deathstroke and all those guys are, you know, on the side of, well, I guess you could call it the side of good. Cause in this one, you know, you have humans essentially caught in the middle of a war between the Amazons and, uh, you know, the Atlanteans, um, and humanity's just kind of like trying to stay alive, uh, in it. But still, I mean, even that perspective of, you know, so much has changed, that now even all these people who you know in the comics or in other stuff you know were mortal enemies, and all of a sudden you know everyone's trying to uh, you know survive and beat these guys or get them to stop something.
1: Yeah, it like it's, it's where you brought up the Lex Luthor and um, uh, not Lex, yeah, Lex Luthor and Deadshot because we don't really know if they're still bad guys or not. Mm-hmm. We don't really give a get enough time with them. Yep, always see they're hey, we're just trying to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also they're actively in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're uh, oh, yeah, they're in Europe or off Britain or, or
0: yeah, like, I believe so.
1: And um, yeah, this Aquaman and his, and his posse just roll mm-hmm. over and like and they crush that battleship they're on. Yep. And,
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Like, oh, man, like they had no chance. Yep. They were all going to die. Absolutely. And um, one thing that I think Lex Luthor did. Positively, was he kind of we put like that beacon?
0: Yeah, he he homed in on the the main uh Aquaman. Aquaman's main ship, so that way they could try and blow it up later on. Which I mean, Hal, of course, mm-hmm. it's not that he fails; he's just thwarted at the last second. How Hal Jordan? Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Even he makes so Green Lantern even makes an appearance on a suicide mission, mm-hmm. and every, so everyone's represented here, but in a way that it's so off the off the beaten path of what we're used to mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the charms of this of Paradox of Flashpoint Paradox is because it's it's everyone it's everything we've already seen mm-hmm. but it's not yeah because we've seen I've seen Aquaman Aquaman before I've seen Batman before I've seen all these characters um but like you said Aquaman in this one like he's no longer yeah Mr. Nice Fish Guy A hmm uh, Wonder Woman she's vicious hmm she's vindictive she's uh She's still as passionate as always, but yeah, not as forgiving. Yep. Um, and uh, and you know, I've never really, like I said, I'm not a huge um, scholar mm. on Flash lore, but the Reverse Flash, Thon Thron,
0: Iabon, uh,
1: thon, bah, Reverse Flash. I forget how to say his yeah, name. Yeah, like never even heard of him until this. of yeah. the this story.
0: He's a speedster from the future mm-hmm. who recreated the same experiment that gave uh bury his powers. Okay, He recreated it in the future, got the Speed Force powers, and basically came back to just, you know, terrorize Flash and be a thorn in his side. So this was like
1: a whole new mythology for me. Cause like, I heard, I heard
0: of Speed Force before. Mm-hmm. It's
1: basically like, because like the Flash, or maybe in Marvel's case, Quicksilver, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a superhuman to run as fast as they do, pushing yeah. all that air out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, there's just no way they could operate day to day without incurring ca- catastrophic damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so the, what I read was the Speed Force was like the thing that fixed the, the physics. Yeah. So he they could do those things without like, yep. turning on catching yeah. fire for moving so fast, yeah. and or friction. run around
0: the world and come back and punch somebody in the chest and not you know decimate his arm.
1: Yeah, like I, was, I think I was watching this YouTube channel, uh, because science, and they go, they talk about these superhuman abilities and how mm-hmm. you don't want them because they really are just terrible to have. Like, if, if even if Captain America, who's nothing more but a drugged up super soldier, yep. kicked you full force, you, you would explode because mm-hmm. he's got so much energy in his mm-hmm. kick. And so, uh, so yeah, so this movie opens up, it, it, it does a little, that's what, um, did you see the Killing Joke
0: movie? I did. I've well, I watched it years ago. It's been a while since I've seen the Killing Joke. Okay, but that's the one where Joker kills Robin, right? Mm, or no, that was another one.
1: No, that's the one where he shoots Barbara Gordon and paralyzes her. Oh, okay. And she okay. turns into uh, uh, Oracle. Okay. But um, matter of fact, it's really good. Okay, it's really good. So. But um, so in the book and in, in the book in the movie, The Killing Joke, they did the same thing that Flashpoint Paradox did, where they tacked on a scene in the beginning that wasn't in the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, from what I read about Paradox, and because um, in the comics it just it just begins with Barry Allen waking up mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, life's not the same. My mom's alive. Yeah, all of these things are different, mm-hmm. and no one's heard of Superman and all this stuff. And um, much like. The Killing Joke, the Killing Joke is more about Batman and, and Joker, and Barbara Gordon's kinda of like a piece in the in the whole arc, mm-hmm. whereas the Killing Joke film opens up this whole extra scene that wasn't in the book at all about when Barbara Gordon was Batgirl and how mm-hmm. she and Batman kind of butted heads mm-hmm. and they actually hooked up a little bit and all this stuff gets you know kind of fleshed out her character some more. Yeah. Yep. And so it, it how Flashpoint Paradox does the same thing, does it I guess kind of well Mm-hmm. was um yeah all these villains all these like from i guess flash's grow gallery of, of villains yep. show up at his little museum that he, <laughs> i mean how pretentious do you have to be to have your own museum while yep, you're still alive exactly that aside and um and you know that's when you meet uh, um, Thron- reverse Flash. Yeah. i'm not gonna get his name i'm sorry listeners if you crucify me i respect that and then um I was watching some video about this movie too and it was like the big joke was like these villains are pretty low level but like mm-hmm. the entire Justice League shows up mm-hmm. to take like it's overkill. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't need Batman could probably going to handle it all mm-hmm. on his own. Um, and I um, before we get ahead of ourselves was it, so at the end of the film I'm jumping around a lot was that Martian Manhunter that they used to detonate the what kills the world? No. Um, what was that?
0: Oh I think it was it Captain Adam.
1: Okay. I thought I know Marshall Manhunter Manhunter was in the Justice League, but he was not at all in Flashpoint Paradox yeah. that
0: yeah. I saw. Yeah, me either. But yeah, that was a uh, Captain Adam.
1: Mm. I don't know these people. There's so many <laughs> characters. Yeah. And then um I was actually I was watching this uh, documentary about Batman the Animated Series, and it was and they're talking about how back in the seventies and sixties, when they're making those old Justice League mm-hmm. or Super Friends mm-hmm. cartoons, you know, how how much their hands were tied with violence and yep. tone and how like it wasn't until like the nineties when Batman came out that mm-hmm. they could actually show Gunfire and all this mm-hmm. anyway. And they're showing these old clips of the super friends and there was this, that teen couple that Wonder Twins. Not, not Wonder Twins, not teen couple, they're brother, brothers just sister. Yep want to empower's activate. Like I have not seen those people since Super Friends. Yep. Are they did they make an appearance afterwards? Like
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but somebody who turns into the shape of water, you know. Yes.
1: <laughs> Tur- form of <laughs> a raccoon's ass. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fuck knows. <laughs> um where was I at? So um so what what was the big thing that, that this film when you first watched it start to finish when you, when it was done, what was the big, your big takeaway off the jump?
0: I thought it was just really well done as far as it being, uh, because, you know, this is a branch off of, you know, the other flash arcs, this one, you know, flashpoint arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they just uh, did it really well, pulling everything together. And like you said, at the beginning of the film, they add that, you know, that scene there at the beginning kind of pull people in. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason they do that though is because, you know, it's an animated, you know, movie. People probably don't know a whole lot about that specific arc, so they got to kind of, you know, get some way of an introduction to the characters or what's going on, some sort of a background setup before they hop into. Okay, Barry Allen's waking up. He's no longer in his own timeline. You know mm-hmm. what the hell happened? Right, right. Um, but I thought it was just. I, I thought it was great. I thought, um, and this is something I've noticed in the the DC films over the past couple of years is, uh, as you mentioned, you know, the violence thing, like. They're, they're steadily marching forward as far as showing it on. They're like, they're not afraid to. Um, and I That's think right. for this movie, uh, I think it, it, it worked. It wasn't just like gratuitous violence. It was, you know, they, they showed what they needed to show when they needed to show it. I mean, yeah, you had, you know, Amazons and Atlanteans getting killed, you know, people all over the place. But when they did show one, it was for a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, especially the last one when, you know, Batman freaking shoots him. Um, you know, it, it was shown for a purpose. It wasn't just, you know, violence for violence' sake.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting that, you know,
0: violence for violence'
1: sake is it's one of those things that some films, I feel, don't appreciate. Because sometimes it's, or the sake of violence is, uh, we want to show more blowy up mm-hmm. stuff. We want to just, because that's going to draw us in. But what really mm-hmm. I feel draws us in is, you know, you take these characters, like you take Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And we come to know Aquaman to be this kind of guy and act a certain way. And mm-hmm. not only is he turning on a dime and, and he's acting completely different, but now he's going to get killed. He's going to get killed by Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets his arm cut off. Yep. So she gives him like this almost almost like a a warrior's death. Mm-hmm. It's almost like out of respect. Yep. And that's there's little things that, you know, on first viewing or even like with uh, um, not I don't mean immature viewing but like not a seasoned pair of eyes watching this mm-hmm. might not pick it up the first mm-hmm. few times around but there's little small things that like you know lends itself to really appreciating that these characters have a value and had mm-hmm. a stake it wasn't just throw away henchmen mm-hmm. or which surely henchmen have their place yeah. I get it mm-hmm. but you know and 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 then you think about, like, characters' actions and characters' motivations. Like, Thomas Wayne is not Bruce Wayne. hmm And Bruce Wayne's always had this rule, mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, Batman has always had this rule. He won't kill people. He won't do this. He won't do that. Thomas Wayne said no such thing. Mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne was just laying people out. Yep. And, Absolutely. And I think that's why there was no hesitation for him for, um, for reverse Flash being shot by him. Oh, yeah. And I want to ask you this question. I thought about it earlier, um, but I want to make sure I brought it up. Do you think, had it been Bruce Wayne instead, Thomas Wayne at that point in Flashpoint Paradox, would they have succeeded? I don't think so. No. You think? You think? Go go ahead.
0: Well, I, I think, um, but I mean, you, you got to look at it too, though. Um, With just kind of the history of that timeline, you know, all the violence, the war and all that stuff. Um, it would be interesting to see if it would have even still gotten to that point, given that, you know, Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman is, you know, one for, you know, not killing people and being a couple steps ahead. I think that's, that's one of the reasons I like the difference in the two Batman mm-hmm. is, uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes. He lost his parents. He watched his parents, you know, get shot right in front of him but dealing with that grief from a child's perspective, vice Thomas Wayne and you know, his wife who turns into the Joker, from a parent's perspective, um, you know obviously he, you know, he, was, he was a grown man with a family, so he's got a lot of life experience, he's seen done a lot of things, he used to be a surgeon or a doctor, um, so he's seen you know, a lot of good, a lot of bad throughout his life, so for him it hit differently, that tragedy. Vice, you know, Bruce Wayne as a child of, you know, innocence, seeing this tragedy, he still kind of has that almost innocence about him of I'm not going to take another life um, because he's never, you know, he's never necessarily experienced that up until that point when that tragedy hit. And uh, so it would have been interesting to see would it have even gotten to that point? Would Batman slash, you know, Bruce Wayne Batman been able, you know, years prior to kind of step in or... Influence one way or the other, um, that that's a good question, but I think you also brought up a good point because you know, it's we're all
1: we are all corrupted by our, our own experiences,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, whether you believe it or not, that Thomas Wayne would just, just or and Martha Wayne for that mm-hmm. matter, which is jump ship from you know, I'm gonna be super good, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. as a Batman or super evil as the Joker. 'cause your son died, you know, it's a good it's a good example of how we process our grief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, Thomas Wayne's Batman, it it appeared to me like he was out for punishment, out to dole out justice yep. at his own hand because, you know, this world was evil, this world took my young, innocent boy mm-hmm. away from me. The world's gonna pay. Yep. I wanna do good. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. care of the bad people, but they're not gonna go away quietly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like we don't really explore enough what mm-hmm. Martha Wayne Yep. We just get these illusions of, you know, the, stu- the, the stuff on display in the Batcave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we in very well-done animation, we see Thomas Wayne's expressions in his mm-hmm. face, how he looks at in, in, at this, the evidence of the Joker's mm-hmm. dealings that he's had with, with the Joker. And it's like, it's worn him out. You know, it's mm-hmm. very hard. And he's just tired. He's an older, mm-hmm. older man. He's tired. He's yep. beat up. Um, in many ways, Batman batman gets that point in other comic series mm-hmm. yes yep. but the batman that we have here in this story relatively still young 20s 30s he's mm-hmm. younger 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 uh dude you know and he doesn't care that much hate in his heart i feel mm-hmm. and so it's interesting you know i think in a, in, a, in a weird way this timeline could never exist with a batman a bruce wayne batman in it
0: yeah i agree
1: um so I guess I guess my the real root of my question I was trying to throw at you was like how would our morals, what our principles and morals shift if we knew that the end of the world was on the hook was was basically at our hands you know is it interesting to think because of someone who like Batman who is respected mm-hmm. in his in his community, if you will mm-hmm. and feared by his adversaries mm-hmm. um do they Do they know him enough? Could he could Batman ever be that wild card to make that 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 last minute play that's gonna mm-hmm. make, make or break the universe? I guess, I guess you just don't know.
0: yeah, I, I don't think so in in this timeline, cause I mean, you've seen it in other uh, animated ones, um, you know where where Batman is like the wild card, the clutch person that kind of comes in, mm-hmm. um, you know, being you know the world's greatest detective. Uh, sure. but uh, you yeah, know, yeah. being a couple steps ahead. Um, but yeah, in this timeline, uh, given just, you know, the, the way they laid it out with how violent it is, uh, I don't think he would have been, you know, Bruce Wayne one would have been effective at all in it. Um, I, th- I think another th- interesting thing I thought this movie brought up was like a difference in culture. Um, and maybe this is a, a really obscure kind of tie into like being in the military and stuff is. You know, the the humans were, were civilians, like trying to survive, um, you know, A, we can all get along, we can all do this together. And then you have, on the flip side, you have the Amazons and the Atlanteans who are warriors who, you know, I mean, Aquaman, he had Captain Atom in prison for that reason, yeah. to destroy everything. But for him, in his mind, at being a warrior, it was a warrior's sacrifice, a warrior's death you know better to what better way to prove my point than okay you know nobody gets to play anymore we're done mm-hmm. and this is why i'm doing it um and i mean maybe that is an obscure kind of tie into different mentalities but i kind of liked how how that played out as you had these you know two two you know warrior cultures going at it and then you had just you know the regular humans who are like hey dude like who basically had that were like hey you're going to destroy everything if you guys keep this up you don't right. understand how strong you are. Uh, and I think that's, you know, a good point is, you know, you, even being in the military, it's like the militaries don't necessarily, you know, you talk about military action and all that, but do you really understand the gravity of, you know, when force meets force, what's that secondary and tertiary effects are right. going to be? You know, what are the civilian casualties or, you know, what may happen? I, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um,
1: and it's interesting also because, you know, one Wonder Woman in her, in her um, Amazons, they make new mascara, mm-hmm. and basically Aquaman, they're like roving around. Mm-hmm. They're not really stable in one spot. They're kind of just where they need to go. Um, but also, it's like they, you know, they are. We are all on Earth together. Mm-hmm. We're, we all are at stake here. This is yep. this. Is, everyone has to share, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was kind of. I kind of think Aquaman was kind of a dick here because in this storyline, at least because Harrow, his wife, yep. walks in on him fooling around with Wonder Woman. Yep, he goofed. Yeah, he he, he oh, messed yeah. up, and then she comes after Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Wonder was like, "Yo, yeah, uh, we can throw it down, bitch." Like, but <laughs> yeah, it
0: happened. But you know, don't you threaten me?
1: But then, and the Aquaman was like. <laughs> Oh, because you killed my wife, and I'm no longer, I can't, we can't just be booty call with mm-hmm. stuff anymore, then yeah, we're going to go to war. Yep. It's like, this whole thing happened because Aquaman couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Yep. Or whatever he's got down there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it's so unfair. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I mean, I don't know if anyone actually thought, talked about this before, but like, it's, it's completely the fault of Aquaman. This, this whole storyline... Well, no, no, not the whole storyline, but this whole war that happens within this timeline mm-hmm. is Aquaman's fault. Yes. He fucked up, and... I mean... Hera was... was Hera, right? What's her name? Hera?
0: I, Hera, Mera, one of the two. She was Hera, pissed.
1: I, yep. I totally get it. Um, so, like, the consequences happen because mm-hmm. they... It was just a natural progression of what he did. True, true. Um,
0: but you got to think, too, going back to the butterfly effect thing, uh-huh. how many other things slightly switched? Superman did not land on the farm. Nope. He, he landed, landed in Metropolis, Metropolis. Hence why he was then found as a child, raised under, you know, I'm sure after they found out that sunlight makes him insanely strong, they put him with the red, you know, the red sunlight in mm-hmm. that room. Um, but there's, you know, Hal Jordan never got the ring. Nope. You know, so that so part of it, it yes, in in with everything that uh, was affected by Flash and you know going back and changing things, um, in that aspect, yes, absolutely Aquaman's fault. You know, keep your dick in your pants. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, but there were multiple other things because had they would they even have gotten to that point if all those other things wouldn't have happened? Because then you probably still would have a Justice League just without the Flash, or at least right. some sort of. You know, we we have all we know of all these powerful, you know, heroes or whatever. Like everyone, just kind of turned out just slightly different.
1: Yeah, Cyborg was there. Is was no Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Cyborg is he, Cyborg still came mm-hmm. to be. Yep, and he, he's a one superstar mm-hmm. in the hero in the hero world. Um, there is no Flash. There is no uh, really no Superman that. Yeah, in the public eye, Batman is <laughs> doesn't play well with others,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, and and there is no Green Lantern. Yep, um, the ring never came to Hal. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to think, you know, if 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 Barry had maybe Barry came back and he still didn't stop his mom getting killed, but he stopped the killer like mm-hmm. the next second. You know, it, yeah. all these little tiny changes. Mm-hmm. What would have happened? And would they have still affected events in the past and, and upcoming in the future? And it's always interesting to think about. You know, when you think about like a multiverse, um, uh, and like do they all have at least one fixed point, like one linchpin where they all kind mm-hmm. of meet and converge? Like you know, yep. basically, like everyone sometimes goes around their goes around the moon and scratch their elbow. Yep. But they all get to the same point. It's yep. interesting to think like. You know, Batman and Superman fight. Do they always meet up and fight, or is it is it just because this one version of this one timeline they do, and you know what effect does that have on the Earth, on on the on um, on the rest of the superheroes, on the Earth's reaction to having superheroes, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, but <laughs> but it's interesting to think like the power of the multiverse. It's not really a multiverse here. It's just like timelines being mm-hmm. shifted, and um, I don't know. I kind of like just the whole. I like the whole part part of a uh, Flash, kind of like picking up both pieces. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, he's got a, he's, his big character growth is, you know, really he doesn't really have much of character growth other than, don't be selfish, like yeah. like hey bro, it sucks about your mom but also she has to die. Because if she doesn't die, then all these other people will die. You know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And, and like, I think, you know, it's, I think it's interesting, like, he looks at what the world is in this new timeline, Mm -hmm. was Mom's Alive, and Mom's Alive. His girlfriend isn't with him anymore. Yep. Um, He has no superpowers yet. Mm -hmm. Till he coaxes Thomas Wayne um, you know it's I don't know it's just like what is what is the value of one person worth to somebody yep is it, and is it worth restructuring the practically the mm-hmm. entire universe
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's the question I feel
0: and I think that's where uh, they kind of roll that in at the beginning that extra scene where mm-hmm. he's with his mom as a young kid in the car and she's like you know she gives him that phrase you know learn to accept the things that you cannot change yes That whole thing, and at the after going through all of this whole alternate timeline thing, you know, death, destruction, all that stuff. Um, when he finally does make it back into his timeline and he meets up, you know, with his girlfriend, uh, it's you know, he understands that, you know, he understands that, like, you know, yes, I missed out on all this, um, by having you, you know, around, but at the same time, like, that this was the way it was supposed to be. Um, And I, I think then in addition to that, the way that they they kind of, I mean, they en- did end it up on a good note because where, you know, he accepts it and he's, you know, he's talking with Bruce there in the Batcave and he's like, I remember everything, all those birthdays that I missed, you know, by not having her around. And Bruce is like, hey, you know, take it as a gift, man. Like you essentially went through all that. You were able to, you know, experience growing up with your mother and having all those memories, even though back in our timeline. And then, of course, Flash, you know, gives him the the note from his yes. father, which and I, I think, you know, that definitely I think was a, uh, a nice way to see the difference between Thomas and Bruce's Batman, yes. um, because that's like the first time you really. And I think that's where you get the innocence of him going through it as a child losing his parents he's still in the yeah. back of his mind you know has that a little bit of that innocence and it's why he won't kill uh, and his dad sent him back that letter with him and him reading it and being like holy shit this is from my father like, this is my father's handwriting mm-hmm. holy crap like and you see that emotion
1: and that I think that was really well earned because it's like I said it's not, it's not really about Flash's growth it's about everyone's growth in a way Everyone, you know, Thomas Wayne grows, um, Superman grows, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they kind of grow, you know, in this alternate timeline, and it's really, you know, you can just see, even though it's an animated film, you see, like, the heartbreak, and you see the pain on Thomas Wayne's face when Mm -hmm. Flash is talking to him about his his son, like, you know, like, first is, is, of course, this tough guy, Thomas Mm -hmm. Wayne, don't talk about my son, I'll, I'll, I'll kick your ass, or whatever he says theme of this movie is, like I was trying to say earlier, was kind of like, you know, there's some things you just can't control, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. just, it's not your place sometimes to, you know, you can want a certain thing, but some things, they're just, they're, it, it's fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether you in you, the collective you that's out there believe in, in fate and destiny or not, you know, sometimes in the arc of a story we have to see what a person's place is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in this case, talking about Barry Allen's mother, she had a place where she, if she didn't meet the fate she had, this was a possible outcome. Yep. You know, it, it, who's to say Barry Allen stopped that one killer? But maybe the next day she got hit by a bus. So mm-hmm. her de- you know, who knows? Yeah. But in the context of of the timeline, the timelines that are presented, she. She needed to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So that I mean, what I mean, what's your takeaway from this film as, as far as themes?
0: No, I, I think that's uh, I think that's spot on as far as you know. It, there are some things you just can't change no matter how much you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that uh, you know the whole destiny thing, or or whether it be fate. You know you are, and it's whether some, an individual realizes it throughout their life. Maybe they go through their entire life never realizing, you know, truly what uh, they should be, or the, the, you know, the best version of themselves that they could be, um, where, which Barry does at the end, he realizes as he's standing there in front of his mother's grave, he's like, you know, I understand that this is what I'm supposed to be. This is, this is where I'm supposed to be at, what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is the best version of me and how I can make the most impact. And I think that's a pretty important message for, for, you know, everyone is, um, You know, everyone, like you said, everyone has their their place in life and trying to figure out um, where you fit in, you know, in this world doing, you know, whatever it may be doing. Uh, And that, you know, people are going to come and go whether you want them to or not. Loved ones are going to, you know, be gone the next day and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, But, you know, and I think this this movie kind of hits that point where and I think that's why they showed that beginning portion so you can see the relationship with his mother the fact that he had a very good relationship with his mother and she was a very good mother and was trying to teach him lessons, had a great positive outlook, which is Barry Allen. That's part of his character. Right. You know, the, the Flash uh, is almost like, and it goes between Flash and uh, and depending on which Green Lantern uh, version of Green Lantern you want to talk about. But Barry Allen is very much like the Peter Parker of the DC universe as far as he's quick-witted. He generally has a positive outlook on things, um, and I think that, that, you know, that they hit that message in there.
1: Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, transition there. Like not transition, but that, um, you know, comparison with Peter Parker and this Peter Parker is like, and the flash from the flash mm-hmm. that I've seen, I've never seen the show, um, on, on CW, but I heard, I heard great things. I hear great things.
0: Um, first couple seasons, I, well, I watched the first couple seasons, and I just kind of fell off watching it. But I heard the the newer seasons, it's getting a little bit more serious. But that was kind of one of the things at the beginning is lighthearted. He he is he is more lighthearted of an individual, and you see that also in the in their movies, the DC, sorry, the DC movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe his name is Ezra, the the man, the guy who right. plays yes, uh, the Flash. Um, they kind of alluded to that in. In the DC movies, is you know he is more lighthearted. I wouldn't necessarily say innocent, more as naive as you know the world. He just has a more positive outlook on things, um, and I think that yeah, that is a, a accurate you know depiction of uh, of the Flash. That's kind of who he is. So I think it would have been it would have been
1: too easy to had made this just like Batman mm-hmm. or Superman. Because I feel like, I feel like on principle, people feel that Superman and Batman have more, because there's so more, there's more stories about them, mm-hmm. they're more, they're older characters, there's mm-hmm. more lore. It's like, you know, and not that they, ha- they haven't been explored so thoroughly before, and there probably is a, a story out there mm-hmm. where Batman and Superman deal with these kinds of fate and destiny kind of um, bait and switches, but I think that... Flash was like, let's take this, not so much naive, but mm-hmm. this positive guy and say, hey, let's take the rug out from under his legs. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, life is so much different. And my cat is so loud. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's such a jerk. <laughs> um, and, you know, because it, it, it challenges not only the Flash, but challenges mm-hmm. us because now it's like maybe we relate very easily to Barry Allen because he's so more
0: grounded. Mm -hmm. And he, he seems to be the, well, and granted, I think it's because he, you know, is experienced in this alternate timeline. So he, he still is that, you know, positive individual, but inserting him into essentially a reality where everyone is an opposite version of the, you know, who they are in the main timeline, you know, like he's brought up before, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, extremely ruthless. Batman's not even a thing. Uh, cyborg had to step up to the plate. Like, and all of a sudden you input that character that we know as Barry Allen being positive and you know he's even able to influence that timeline. Right. It is the the power of the positive mental attitude. Yep. Yeah. Like all own... work,
1: all work together gang. Yep. <laughs> um what what was your favorite part of this film? What was what was the best thing you took away from it? Scene, character, whoever.
0: whoever. I actually really enjoyed like the um, each of the fight scenes, because you're bringing in, um, you're bringing in just these, you know, these characters that we've we've known for years, uh, bringing them in, and they're just alternate versions of themselves, and just seeing them duke it out. Um, uh, but I think my my most impactful one was the Shazam kids and Wonder Woman when she kills one of them, <laughs> like that. You, you know, you're sitting there like it's just a kid, like she's got to have a heart, and she's like nope. Nope. And she just off some. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably the most impactful one. Cause at that point, that's when I really realized like, damn in this, you know, in this timeline, they really are ruthless. Like absolute. This is, this is not the normal DC universe that we're used off. to. Yeah. The gloves are off. This is, you know, what if all that shit talking over the years, the justice league was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going at it.
1: Yeah. It's like, In a way, it's like Justice League was... uh, The timeline that the Justice League exists in was like this almost controlled, um, um, safe... Everyone has their numbers to color. Mm -hmm. This is how we do things. Mm -hmm. And all those rules got tossed. Mm -hmm. They were blown away in this timeline. In this timeline, it's... You know, everything you thought you knew was removed. Mm -hmm. So all your... All the safeties you had. Yep. Everything that your comfort zone is also gone because you you have you everyone has grown to have these expectations for mm-hmm. these characters, and Superman is this science experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, not really, but he's kept like a like a lab rat, and mm-hmm. the old Batman and Martha Wayne and 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 you know Wonder Woman just just wasting people mm-hmm. like he's taking the trash out like yep. whatever you're dead kid yep. sucks to be you mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like it's like a waking nightmare mm-hmm. for Barry Allen because yep. he's like this is he knows better mm-hmm. or he thinks he knows better because mm-hmm. he knows he knows what could be or what and what was and uh, it was just it was just fun to see that so what what I think I liked the most was Mostly Barry Allen's reaction to things, because, you know, he wakes up, he tries to run out of the building, mm-hmm. and he, he falls flat on his ass, Yep, and he sees his mom, and he's like, like you, we, no one knows. If there, if your mom, or your parent, or whoever it was, was taken from you years ago, as a kid even, where you're still learning how to emotionally respond to things, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden that person's now back in your life. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is not right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to see you, but how can this be? You know, and then his, his um, <coughs> response to dealing with cyborg, and 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 Batman, mm-hmm. and su- everything, mm-hmm. everyone, and he, you see him. He had like he basically is solving calculus yep. while skateboarding. Yep, like it's the, the entire movie. It's it's so it's it was fun to watch him having to deal with these problems, navigate them, solve them and he comes in on top Mm -hmm. but like holy man holy crap man that's like what a journey yeah and it's it's not even a long movie no it's not it's very short but there's so much it punches so hard in such a tiny amount of time absolutely and um so i'm interested i want to talk to, to this point about you too i'm interested to see you know we talked about um you know, I know you saw Assault on Arkham, mm-hmm. and you know, and as I maintain, that's the, the movie Suicide Squad wished it was. I completely agree because um, that movie was fantastic. Not Suicide yeah. Squad, <laughs> and then um, The Killing Joke was was okay as an animated film. Um, it wasn't bad. People, the purists from the comic were mm-hmm. the ones who were the biggest critics of it. But yep. uh, I, I, I hear I hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But that aside, we look at the animation. You know, hell, I have Batman Mask of the Phantasm. That card. Oh, yeah. That I remember movie. that. Uh, I own that one. That's one of my favorites. Um, and so the running, the the constant is that the animation is really well done. Yep. And post Nolan Batman trilogy, the DC era of film, DCEU, has just fallen flat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think the strongest one as the consensus would say is probably Wonder Woman. Yeah. And maybe Aquaman's a second place. Yep. You know, Batman maybe Superman was kind of a mess. Justice League was passed together poorly. Just they they kept missing mhm the mark. And I think a lot of it was because they were competing in the market of Marvel. Yeah. And Marvel already had their number. Yeah. Like like years ahead of ahead ahead of schedule. Oh yeah, them. absolutely. So I'm curious this Flashpoint Paradox film, that live action that's coming up, like what do you, do you think is going to be something that's going to be in that same vein that they're going to mess it up or do you think they made it, they learned their lesson?
0: I think, <laughs> I, I personally think, yeah, I think they're going to mess it up because aren't they getting the, the same guy who to play Flash that was mm-hmm. in, yeah. So don't get me wrong. I think he's a good actor. I Ezra don't, Miller is his name. Yeah, Ezra Miller. I, I think he is a good actor. Um, I just don't think he fits. Um, I don't think he's the round pig for the round hole when it comes to the role of Barry Allen. Um, he did well in the movies that he was in. Um, but I just I, I just don't see him fitting that. So I, to me right off the bat, having him in it, um, it's gonna have to be like some strong dialogue and storyline that goes that goes into making him more believable. Uh, just as Barry Allen, um, and I, I think it—they're it, going to have to stay close to the the source material of the comics, and hell, even the animated film because it was it was absolutely wonderful. Um, but I think with most of the DC movies, I, I think they try to do some things that are maybe too reliant on CGI, or or they try and change the story to more suit. Um, the, whatever script that they write, Vice, you know, trying to work with it, trying to make it happen. Because, um, hell, even in the animated one, I mean, that was a good script. There, okay. I mean, it was good dialogue, good character design, good character progression and flow, all of that. And that's something that I think uh, MCU got a little bit uh, better, and I think they were maybe a little bit more fortunate um, just as far as, like, casting. Like, I mean... And we can talk completely separately about, you know, Marvel over DC. But, you, you know, perfect example, you have Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. as Iron Man. Knocked it out of the park. Sure. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. He did great. Um, my other favorite one is uh, Chris Evans mm-hmm. as Captain America. America. I mean, yeah. he did. And he's been in a couple Marvel movies. I mean, mm-hmm. he was Fantastic for He was Johnny Storm. Yeah. Which he did well, but those movies just weren't as good. Sure. Uh, so they, they, you know, Marvel was fortunate to, to find their their main actors that they could roll with throughout. Whereas DC, I think they lucked out with uh, Gal Gadot. I think she's, she was great as Wonder Woman. She, I mean, the way she took command of that role in, in you know, her solo movie was, was phenomenal. I think it was great. I'm looking forward to seeing the next one. Um, Henry Cavill. I think he was great in his standalone. I think more so it was the problem with the script, mm-hmm. uh, more so than his acting with it, because I think he was. He looked like Superman. He acted like it. Um, but, yeah, just some of the other choices. Jason Momoa is a good Aquaman. I think that's a good choice, too.
1: I'm waiting for you to come to the point where you don't like Ben Affleck as Batman.
0: No, not at all. I don't like him.
1: <laughs> just, just, no, just, just say
0: it, man. Just let it I, out. I, I, I don't like it. Yeah, yep. That I, I think, fair. you know. But once again, I don't think that's entirely the fault of the actors. I think DC was trying to scramble in response because you know by this point Marvel already had numerous movies in the works, numerous successes. Mm-hmm. I mean they were they were they're rolling hot. They're on a heater. Uh, DC was just trying to get off the ground, which they started to do with the Superman movie, yeah. um, you know the first one, and then uh, you know the Wonder Woman one. They're like okay, got two you know two fairly solid on their own. And then they just were trying to patch things together way too fast and move way too quick, with uh you know with the uh, the Justice League one that they just kind of they threw they, it they, together yeah they threw it together it missed the mark entirely I mean even the even the Aquaman one standalone was a pretty decent movie in its own right
1: it was it, it wasn't great no it was it there's a lot happening in that movie yeah it a was whole lots lot of colors yep um that's the problem though is because. Like and I'll say it like I said before at the beginning of this of this episode. I'll say it again: is DC, as been said, DC has better stories, Marvel has better characters. Yep. There's some great stories. Yes. That they're pulling from. Batman, yes. The comics about the death of Superman, mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman. That oh, those are all stories that happen in comics, and they happen very well. Yep. And and they just I I don't know I like I they rushed it, they patched it, they they. They ran it through the poop shoot. I don't know what they did.
0: I think they tried to go too much, rely too heavily on, you know, the animation and graphics and and that part and just not focus on the story because that's, like you just said, the story is where it's at. Those stories that they're pulling from, a lot of dialogue, a lot, you know, character progression Mm -hmm. throughout those stories. Um, And they just kind of, like, they might touch on it very briefly and then it's they just don't bring it up again. They're like, oh, now it's time to go fight somebody.
1: Yeah, and it's like I wanted—I wanted to like Man of Steel so much. I didn't like Man of Steel really at all. The trailer got me hyped. I know we're not talking about Flashpoint Paradox at the moment, <laughs> but I'm—I'm I'm getting back to that. i am am getting there. You know, you know. I actually—I rewatched recently. I rewatched Batman v Superman and Justice League because they're on HBO. Because I really hadn't seen them since the theater, mm-hmm. and I saw them both respectively that one time each. I'm like, let me try them again. And I watched them and. I liked them a hair better the second viewing, but I still don't like them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of I, I was trying to see what they were trying to do, in mm-hmm. in Justice League's defense. I know they announced that Zack Snyder's going to put the Snyder cut out, which, which is like super long. Um, the studio had told, had made made them put Justice League at right at two hours, no mm-hmm. more, because they want to have so many box office showings and get more yep. money. Like No more two-and-a-half, three-hour epics, two hours. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what the fuck, man? How many people are in this movie? You want us to do it in just two hours? Yep. I'm not saying that's the reason why it was so bad, but that definitely didn't help the movie either. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm really cautious about this Flashpoint movie coming out because it's like DC already has their back against the wall.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, from critics, from the fans especially, like the Rotten Tomatoes thing, like, people like kind of him and haw it, but I think it's a good good feeler of how, mm-hmm. how the audience responds yep. to a film. There's the audience meter and the critic meter, and they're pre- both pretty fair assessments, mm-hmm. I would say. And they and we have not been kind to these DC movies, yeah. and I think it's justified because mm-hmm. they rushed them through. Yep. And I think Flashpoint's going to, like you said, I agree with you completely, it's, it's going to follow suit mm-hmm. unless they really take the time like, just almost the last four, three, four movies we did, mm-hmm. it's a wash.
0: Yeah. They yep. great
1: at the time, sort of, but... It's like,
0: it's like the first three quarters in football. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we really dicked up those first three quarters, but we still got one left. Like, It's time to play ball. Yep. Yeah. This is almost like the two-minute drill, almost. Yeah. You know, really, with this at this
1: point. They have Wonder Woman 2 coming out, and they have an Aquaman sequel announced. Okay. Um, and then they also have this whole other Batman movie they're making with Robert Pattinson as Batman and, uh,
0: what? Yeah. I, I just don't think he's another, another poor choice of, <laughs> you of know, character. You know, I said the same thing about Ben Affleck
1: and I said the same thing about Christian Bale and I, I'll say, I like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. He, mm-hmm. He's a very good Bruce Wayne. Batman, I've had, I prefer other ones over him, um, I want to give Robert Pattinson the benefit of the doubt. Um, a lot of my buddies who gave me shit for, like, promoting, oh, cool, Robert Pattinson's going to be Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and, and Batman, they're, like, they're still stuck in, like, oh, he's, he did Twilight. Like, yes, he did. But he also, his other body work wasn't so bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one really knows because they actually they just started filming again because they took a break because of the virus. Yeah. Like, a lot of movies, they paused for mm-hmm. filming Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park movie did, too, mm-hmm. or Jurassic World. So my point is, Flashpoint might indeed. The the history is against it. The mm-hmm. the, the the record is against this movie. Yes. For and live action. For live yes. action. Um. This animated film that we this episode's about is, is something that you should see. If you like animation, if you like these, if you like these characters, and you and you relate to them, you know them being super, either super powered or super rich, you still sort of like like watching them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you you brought this up to me. I had no idea this movie was even out. And I saw it on uh, Vudu. I rented it and I'm like this is fucking. Great. I went up and I bought it. Yep. I own it now. This is really good. Yep. And um, yeah. Well, so let's get into ratings. Let's uh, let's kind of wrap this up here. I feel. Okay. Anything more you want you want to bring up about um, Flashpoint Paradox?
0: No, I love the movie. I own it, and I'll definitely be watching it again.
1: Oh, hang on a second. Oh, one thing, I was getting a phone call. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So ratings, do you recall the ratings? By chance, I,
0: I don't know. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm screwing the, the laptop. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, I would I would say this one, uh, flawless victory. Oh yeah, I I absolutely I- do. This is this is my favorite. Um, it, cause I own a bunch of the, the DC movies, uh, the animated films. I think, I think like we talked about before, I think they're great. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job. Some are stronger than others. Um, but I think this one to me is absolutely my favorite, um, DC animated film, hands down. Very well. So, um, I will, uh, I don't know about flawless victory.
1: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it an A. I buy, I did buy it. Mm. I, I live by <laughs> my, I live by my rating. Uh, I, I'm going to buy this film. Um, well, I already do own it, um, but I'm gonna what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna recommend it to everybody. Okay. Um, you know, if people say, "Hey, I want to check out," I want to get into DC characters. I'm like, well, pump the brakes on um, these newer iterations of DC live-action movies. I mean, Nolan trilogy and before, sure, roll the dice if you haven't already seen those. But uh, you know, I think animations got a got a, a, a foothold that. Mm-hmm these live actions just haven't tapped into yet yep i agree so um anything else you want to say no Uh,
0: i enjoyed talking about it
1: heck yeah all right man well appreciate you stopping by and we'll uh catch you in the next one
0: all right man take it easy
1: yep man it was so great to have drew back on the show i got to have him back for some other films such a fun guest lots of great insight And I love it when guests are so passionate about their film choices. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If so, please, please give us a rating and subscribe to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. Next week, my guest Oliver takes me back to the 90s for a fun chat about an awful film. (laughs) If I had to sit through this movie again, you ought to sit through the next episode. It's pretty fun, actually. So... Alright, thanks for stopping by, and as always, take care guys.